Today with our elect, we celebrate the third of the scrutinies. The scrutinies are an ancient practice in the church in which those who are going to receive the sacraments of baptism, confirmation, and Eucharist are examined by the church, scrutinized in a sense, but also the opportunity for the church to pray over them in a special way in what's called a minor exorcism. So in the church, we have an understanding of the major exorcisms, which have to do with demonic oppression and possession, but also minor exorcisms, which highlight the fact that the prince of this world is not the Lord. The prince of this world is Satan, as our Lord testifies to. And it's our engagement with those powers which seek to oppress us, which seek to cut us off from life. It's the engagement, the combat with those powers that we engage in here today with the elect. And we pray in a special way that they be delivered from the entanglements of sin so that they can receive the graces of the sacraments at Easter. I have an image for this. During Lent, it's a good time, of course. It's the time of year in which, you know, you might look at your yard and realize there's some things I'm going to need to do, the same as for the seminary. So I look out on the yard, early Lent, course it's still snowing right and it's still cold but we had the opportunity this year as we were looking at what we were going to accomplish the fact is we have a lot of old bushes a lot of old taxes that are on the property and taxes if you don't know the kind of shrub they are there's just by a description you might recognize them they're the type that as they get older they get like one layer of needles that are green on the top around the sides where you've pruned it and the rest is dead on the inside. Perfect, perfect image for the life of those who are not in grace. Green on the outside, dead in the middle. So it's time to tear them out. So, beginning of Lent, started cutting out all the taxes and a few other bushes. And I guess maybe we tore out 120, 150 taxes, something like that all of them about 40 or 50 years old and cut the tops out of them and generally it's it's just as easy as anything to use a short-handled axe so you cut them all out feed them to the chipper nice then you're left with the stumps now 150 stumps that are all entangled now what to do right bare ground except these small stumps sticking up well, luckily, if you have a friendly plumber, the friendliest plumber in Cincinnati, who I won't tell you who that is, but that's what his commercials say, lent me a mini excavator. So a mini excavator, you know, has the articulating arm, and it looks something like a toy. You sit in it, it's got the tracks on it, and you just putz around the yard, and you tear out all the stumps, one after another. And the beautiful thing about it is, if you cut these out by hand, you'll get probably just the roots that are right around the trunk of the bush. But with a mini excavator, you take the teeth that are on that bucket, you hook that, and you pull that straight up, and all the roots, as they go out in all directions, you tear those out as well. And so you get it all, root and trunk. 
That's an exorcism. That's an exorcism. An exorcism is a mini excavator clearing the ground, pulling out the trunk along with the roots to prepare the ground to receive what's going to be planted. If all I did was cut out that little trunk, when I go to plant the new bushes, I'm still cutting through roots. I'm still having a hard time placing the plants because I'm fighting every hole I dig. And it's a struggle, frustrating, and you never quite put the plants where you want to, right? So, the exorcism we do today, it's not about, you know, the kind of Hollywood notion of what goes on with exorcisms. It's the notion that the church is going to pray in a specific way to help those who are going to receive the sacraments prepare the ground, to uproot the entanglement of sin under which the whole world labors, under which we are all included, and we continue to make that struggle, right? So today we perform these scrutinies and these minor exorcisms so that when the word of life is proclaimed to them, I baptize you, their soul is fertile ground to receive the word of life that will now grow in them, right? And the life of Christ will grow in them even though they are still, as St. Paul says, subject to the flesh. But the life of Christ, the new life, that which is life itself, is now growing in the soil of their soul. So that's what we do today. This is their final preparation leading into the Easter sacraments. Our final preparation also confronts us today, but in a way perhaps that you weren't aware of. We see that the cross is covered, and there's, some of the statues are covered. In the ancient church, what this reminded the Christians of was a deprivation of the senses. So as they approached Easter, we have to kind of place ourselves back in that time frame when the only true works of art, of anything of real artistic value or beauty they would have seen, would have most likely been in the churches. And so as Lent progresses, on this Sunday they would cover the images to enter deep, deeper into that mystery of the tomb, of accompanying Christ to the cross, of their own identification with the deprivation of the things of this world so that they could rejoice in the things that are eternal. So the Lenten practices, they would not be eating anything that was tasty, right? Nothing that had a good taste, spice, very plain food throughout Lent. They deprived their, their sense of taste. Then they deprived their sense of sight, covering up those things which are beautiful, those things which give them comfort in this world, including the image of the cross. And they enter deeper into that mystery of this world being entangled in sin, in darkness, in death, in the tomb. And then on Easter, they experience it all. Light, the images of Christ, music, the sound of joy, the alleluia proclaimed, and the feast.
the feasting of Easter that goes on for eight days. They had a way of entering into this time of year that helped them continually reflect upon the fact that this is a passing world. This is the world for whom the Lord is not the prince, but from which the Lord delivers us and calls us out of the tomb, unties us, and sets us on the road to life with him forever. So as we celebrate this Eucharist today, as we pray with and for those who are going to enter into the Easter sacraments and begin that new life in Christ, let us perhaps set ourselves the task in these next two weeks, depriving ourselves maybe a little bit more of those things that we enjoy don't watch any TV. Don't watch the final game. Ah, yeah. Right? Well, that's a little far, Father. I mean, come on. Right? But what is it we're attached to? What is it we delight in? How can we set that aside just for a couple weeks and enter more deeply into the rejoicing of Easter because we've allowed the ground to be cleared We've uprooted some of the bushes in their roots, and we're looking forward to what the Lord will plant on Easter Sunday.